The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. Austin left field deep. Bam going back. Looking up. He will watch it fly. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back. It's one out. Pete Alonso, he's your home run derby champion. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From spin rate to juiced balls to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Tanner Roark is going from the Cincinnati Reds to the Oakland Athletics. That is an agreement in place. It's pending some medical reviews. Not final just yet, but the agreement is there. Zach Greinke is going to the Astros. That's the biggest. Oh! But the Greinke one is the fastest. Whoa! Greinke, Aaron Sanchez, excuse me, and Joe Biagini. That's quite a haul for the Astros on this deadline day. Don't know any more particulars yet, Greg. Trying to find out. Here's Chris Townsend. Yeah, thanks a lot for that, Commander Cody. I was all jacked up, ready to go. And then you throw that out there. Hey, you know what? Jeff Luno and the Houston Astros, kudos to you. Because the Houston Astros, they stepped up and they are the big winners of today's action at the trading deadline here at 1 o'clock. This is A's Cast Live, live from the field. We've got a good one for you. Our old buddy, Gio Gonzalez. He was a huge fan favorite for the Athletics. He is going to stop by at 430 Dan Kantrovitz, who is a part of this front office, and Dan's really good on the air. He's going to be here at 445 to discuss the trade. And your new lefty, who went an inning last night, who's going to be a big part of this playoff run, Jake Diekman, is going to join us at 515. And that's just what we know, right? Every single time we say, this is what we're going to have, well, then more guests end up showing up because when you're live from the field, anything can happen. But first off, we will start with the Oakland Athletics. I really like the deal. They have upgraded their staff. And that's something that needed to happen for the Oakland Athletics. The staff needed to get better. The bullpen has to get better. But when you acquire Homer Bailey and now Tanner Rorick, you have become better as a franchise and as a starting staff. And I look at his numbers, and the number one thing I say is throw it all out the window because he's been pitching in the great American bandbox. You cannot let – not only are we talking about a juice ball these days, we're talking about a juiced ballpark. When you pitch for the Cincinnati Reds, I mean, it is really, really tough. And all of a sudden, you now come here to Oakland, pitcher-friendly, and the great defense behind you as a pitcher – this really sets up the A's rotation. And when I start thinking about Mike Fires, and I start thinking about Homer Bailey, and I start thinking about Tanner Roark, and I start thinking about Brett Anderson, who's had a very good year, and then look at what we saw again last night. Chris Bassett with another solid start. The A's, I'm starting to really like their five. And it really will be a battle because right now it's 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 – Unless something dramatically happens with the Houston Astros, it is now going to be about a one-game playoff. 
And if it ended it all today, the one-game playoff would be in Cleveland. And who would be that guy that takes the ball? Of course, you can set that up. But I'm now I'm a lot more excited about this starting staff because let's face it, it hasn't been the starting staff that's hurt you. With another blown save last night, the starters, they have been better than the bullpen this year. And you add another piece, and it's a good piece. And one of the things I love seeing veterans talking to young guys, walking by me just a second ago, Homer Bailey and Chris Bassett talking pitching together. Having the veteran help the younger guy. And Chris Bassett continues to get better, and he continues to get better in front of our eyes. And that was a really good start last night. But really excited about Tanner and what he is going to bring. Kind of funny how he found out. So Tanner Rourke found out that he was traded. He was in an Arby's. So he was going through the drive through in Atlanta and Arby's, and that's how he found out he got traded. You know, we got to ask, what was he ordering? What's that reaction like? You know, you're, 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 you're sitting there and, God, what's I love the Arby's sandwich. It's the beef sandwich with the cheese on it. Yeah, that's what he got. He ordered a beef and cheddar. The beef and cheddar is phenomenal. I, I've, I haven't had one in years, but the beef and cheddar at Arby's is legit. As they say, we do the meats. I told Fernando that when we have him on that we have to bring up Arby's, and he was like, well, there's no Arby's around here. I said, don't worry. We have some in San Jose. We'll bring him some. Oh, I got one. I literally have an Arby's, I think, less than like three, four minutes from my house. There's one on Stevens Creek. I know for sure. I've, I've been there numerous times. I will take – okay, here – this is what I'll do for – this is the kind of guy I am for this organization, all right? I will take his order. I will go get his Arby's for him, and I will deliver it to the clubhouse if he's a big Arby's guy. Now, are you going to make him pay, or are you going to expense it? I, no, I think I can handle it. Okay. I already got to take care of our whole team on Sunday at the chicken pie shop on Walnut Creek, so I think I can handle his Arby's order. I there, so. Really? There's no Arby's up here in Oakland? Not, not, I mean, not, not as many as we have down in the uh, South Bay. I haven't really seen many up here at all. Uh, you might have to go on their website and check locations. I don't even know if they have it up there. Of course, he was traded for Jamison Hanna, who was a second-round pick in 2018. Hanna hitting 283, two bombs, 31 RBIs in 92 games at single-A Stockton. Second-round pick in 2018, hit 279 with a home run and 10 RBIs in short-season Vermont last year. 21-year-old left-handed hitter, a 282 career hitter, 29 doubles, four triples, three home runs, 41 RBIs, and 115 games in two seasons as a pro. So I don't think you're giving up Mickey Mantle, by the way. You know, it's something that, and we'll talk a little bit later, but it did get mentioned on the network, the MLB network today, about the lack, the lack of risk. Was it Dan O'Dowd who mentioned it earlier, the former GM of the Colorado Rockies, who said, you know, not a lot of the deals they thought were going to go down because a lot of these guys who are running these franchises, and I was harping on it yesterday, is he stealing my material? I think it was Harold Reynolds that brought it up, and then Dan O'Dowd tried to defend it because he's a former GM, and then he brought up the whole side about how – from, like, 2014 to 2018, 48 prospects were traded, and only four of them were all-stars. So then they debated about, you know, taking risk, and we saw, uh, well, we saw Houston take a risk by giving up four of their top 30 prospects, including three, four, and five. So, But you know what? They're going for it. 
And to me, they are total winners here at the deadline. Them and the Atlanta Braves. Because the Atlanta Braves completely remade their bullpen today. They got a closer. They got two other right-handers. One former closer in Melanson. And Melanson, like in July, Melanson's been fantastic. And they got Martin from Texas. And they'd have to give up much to get these guys. And they got Green, the closer from Detroit. They remade their bullpen today. And that's the one thing. And you asked me a while ago. When we were doing buying or selling, do I think the Braves could overtake the Dodgers? At the time, I thought no. But now, if we're in the postseason and we're talking about going to bullpens, whose bullpen do you like more? Do you like the Dodgers or do you like the Braves? Oh, it's the Braves by far. By far. And they used to give away our buying and selling. Okay, Ray Fossey is yelling at me. for What are you yelling at me for? Why don't you mention the Oakland Athletics? I already have. We just talked a whole But you just said Braves or Astros, right? Talk about the big winners today at the deadline. Big winners are we're here on the right side of the dirt. <laughs> By the way, did you did did, did, did you see uh did you see what the Brewers did today? They traded yeah. a top prospect for that? Drew Pomeranz? Yeah, well how about that's that's your big deal? How about Aguilera? He gone. Well, we saw yeah, him he, taking ground he, balls over here. He looked like he hasn't missed a okay. meal in a while. Oh, well, you get the big leagues, man. You don't miss many. But, <laughs> but you know. But my question: if if the Tampa Bay Rays are looking for a right-handed bat, what happened to C.J. Crone? He had 30 for him last year. Why would you let him go for nothing? Because he's going to make four and a half million dollars. You know. And now, now trading deadline, you have to give up somebody to get a right-handed bat that you already had. C.J. Crone was not eligible for or, uh, free agency, so you had him. Just a matter of arbitration. And 30 home runs in today's world, I don't care how great the ball is traveling, 30 home runs is still 30 home runs. Liam Hendricks yesterday right here came over, and we were talking about the Australian team that that, that he brought here that's playing in the, whatever the tournament was. I can't remember what the tournament It's down in Livermore. Yeah, it's the uh, yeah. International yeah. Lake World Series or yeah. whatever. Or not. But he said, you know, hey, the bottom line is, and we were talking about Ryan Stanek, who got, right. our guy got traded. Uh, to the Marlins, we were talking about he's the one that's going to be probably the first guy we're really going to look at when it comes like to arbitration right. with all these starts right. and how is he's going to how he's going to get paid. And he goes, "Listen, there are organizations because he has the same age in Hispanic, sure. and he says there are organizations that people know that players don't want to play for. They flat out <laughs> don't want to play for, and not really shocked that I wouldn't be shocked if the organization he was mentioning is the Tampa Bay yeah. Rays." Well, I, I think that's a money situation they were they started last year. I want to ask you this, and I didn't listen to David Forrest and trades were made, but how about the influx? All these trades made because today is the deadline. Yes. I think that's tremendous because what I think it does, it forces an organization to say, are we in or out? And if we're in, we're all in for the last two months of the season because in the past you're in at the deadline, but then you get out and you have a chance to waive guys that you don't feel that you want to keep. And that is no longer in existence. That's that's past. And I think that is what has helped baseball now to where, really, you've got to make a decision. And I think there's so many clubs that are in that maybe you don't have as many trades. But uh, I think because today is the deadline that you'll see some that will think, wow, man, if I had August to be able to trade somebody or waive somebody, I'd do it. What do you think about what the Astros did today? I, I That's unbelievable. But they can afford him. Yeah. I'm sure they took. And plus, I think they're going to lose Garrett Cole. Cole is going to be a free agent after this year. He's from Southern California. He went to school there, lives there. And I think with the Angels and Mr. Artie Marino, who, I mean, look at how much money they wasted this year with Harvey, Allen, and Cahill, almost $30 million. 
and Cahill's in the bullpen. The other two are gone. And I think the Angels, well, the Dodgers could afford it too, but the Angels for sure will have that money. Yes, sir. No, I was going to say, the, uh, we mentioned the affording him. They, the Diamondbacks are going to pay $24 million of his remaining, I think, 77, 70, oh, they're $77 million. So the Astros still have to pay $53 million of his. Yeah. He gets paid thirty five next year and thirty five in 2021. Yeah. So, and then he has seven left this year. So, yeah. that's, that's a great move, by the way, they pulled off of that. Yeah. You know, by the way, when he was with the Diamondbacks, you know what I heard? He signed because he liked the Sunsets. He's, For 200-some-odd million, I love yeah. Sunsets, too, yeah. right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. And when he, when he played for the Dodgers. And how about the – well, you live in Arizona. You know all about the state taxes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come but, on. But, but I, I also like whenever he was signed by the Dodgers, and he wanted to buy a helicopter because he didn't own all the traffic going from his beach house to the Dodger Stadium. Everything I've heard before, he's a, he's a strange cat. Do you, like know, you know, I will say this, and I've always said, that Buddy Bell should have gotten a huge percent of his contract because Buddy Bell managed him in Kansas City. And Zach Grinke would have some issues, and Buddy would call him in and says, you need time, go home, and just let him go. And not other, every organization would allow that to happen, but Zach Grinke was such a talent. I saw him right here when he made his major debut at Kansas City. He was throwing a 69-mile-an-hour curveball and a 97-mile-an-hour fastball, that differential. Yeah, he's still and, doing that now. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but, I mean, to see him firsthand here, and I think Xavi, he came out after six or something. Xavi had a home run late, and, uh, and the A's ended up winning it late. But, uh, but, no, he's a talent. But I think the biggest thing for him, he's not going to be able to hit. He loves to hit, and he's, he's a good hitter. He's like 271 this yeah, year. Yeah, he's a good hitter. But this is the thing, and you know this because you did it is when you have a power staff like this, mm -hmm. the type of staff, you know, so many people are relying on their bullpens. Right. They're not. Well, they already do have a stacked bullpen, but their starting pitching is going to be so strong. Yeah. You look at no one wanted to deal with the Yankees. Yeah. Sounds like people didn't because obviously the Mets weren't going to deal with them because that's going to make them look mm -hmm. bad, and they're all – they're all concerned about what people are saying about them in the media and the fan bases. And then Toronto was not going to do business inside the division yeah. when you're going to be talking about whether it's Boston right. or New York. I, I see the Red Sox and the Yankees as big losers today. Yes, I agree. And, and so the Red Sox, and again, you know more than I at this point, Red Sox didn't do anything? Nope. And you know their owner, Principal John Henry, did you see his statement a couple of weeks ago? Everybody's saying, what are they going to do? And he said, listen, we pay a lot of money to this club. They're, not, they're underperforming. They should earn three. So this is the owner saying, we're not going to go out and get any help. You you guys are good. You're supposed to be. You're world champions. But, uh, but no, I, I think, and, and if you think of postseason, Townie, which obviously the, the Astros are, are trying to get back and win the whole thing after last year because everything didn't go the same as it had gone in 17 when they won it. Last yeah. year, 18, you know, balls that were out didn't go out. Guys taking extra bases. But if you think about postseason, if you have three dominant starters, you can get by with that. And they've had three. I don't care about anybody else in the rotation. And they've got some good guys. Well, Wade Miley is throwing no, the ball no, real well, no, too. I, I, I mean, and they probably would put him in the fourth spot if they get in the seven-game series. But you think about the division series, they got three horses. And they can go. And I don't care if they're all right-handed, you know. But uh, they put Miley in the middle of uh, Cole and Verlander just to get a lefty in between those two guys. I don't think they care now with uh, Zach Grinke. The minute the deal came down, down at Caesars Palace, <laughs> the sports book, the Astros moved to plus 275 to win the World Series, tied with the Dodgers for the shortest odds, and then plus 135 to win the American League. So obviously, down in the desert, they feel there is a big, big change. Uh, 
for the Houston Astros, and we may be trending. See, that the thing for me with the Dodgers is their bullpen has not been great. Yeah. That's just a reality. And they, the Dodgers do not want to give up prospects to help themselves in the bullpen, and I wonder if that will bite them this postseason. Especially if their starters, from what I understood of the last couple of years, their starters pitched fewer innings than anybody, so they depended on their bullpens. And if that's the case, then by them not doing anything, probably affects them. Hey, you're going to have Gio Gonzalez on, huh? Didn't you say he could win 20 games? Absolutely, from day one, and he did. He's a good guy. He is. He was. You you know what? One of my favorite stories about Gio, and I wonder if he's going to remember this, is right here by the dugout. It was announced that he made the team, and he was with his father, and I can't remember who else, and they were, like, in tears, and I was right up in the press box where I did my show, and we got him on immediately. So he had just learned he had made the big league rotation and had him on immediately, and he was so emotional. And that was the thing about him is is he was the type of guy that wore his emotions on his sleeve. And but what 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 a good kid he was here with the Oakland you know the, Athletics. You know one of the best parts about him, in addition to his great pitching off the sign, he loved Motown, <laughs> and the starting pitcher would control the the uh, the machine, the the music, and so you walk in and say, "Geo's pitching today." He, I got sunshine. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, I mean, he he would always play. Matter of fact, Eric, one of the guards out front, he'd say, "Yeah, Geo, you, you always knew when he was pitching because he always played Motown. He'd do that." You know, recently we had Chris Bassett on the show, and he and he says it's just ridiculous that pitchers have to hit. He goes, "No one wants to see me yeah, hit. I no agree. one's paying to see me hit." And he's taking BP right now. You know why? Because he's going to start on the road trip in Chicago. Yeah, that's the only reason. Wade Miley, first time I'd seen Wade Miley. He did what pitchers did in the National League or doing the National League. He hit in the cage the day before and down in Houston and because he was getting ready for St. Louis this weekend with the Astros. Uh, but, no, it's a, it's a fun day, and it's a good day, and I think, uh, I think baseball is going to be better for having this new rule about getting it done today. Yeah, I, and I do not like, and I've been talking about this, Foss, I, I do not like this. Let's push it back even into no, August. No. And, and this is and this is what I said yesterday, and I'll stand by it. And I kind of got into this Monday. Is when you have a bunch of decision makers now in baseball who are numbers people. Yeah. They're not necessarily baseball people. They're baseball people now, but they're really numbers people. Well, people who are numbers people are conservative by nature. Mm-hmm. That's why they get the, the numbers tell you the answer. Sure. They're not risk takers. Right. And. I think that's what with free agency, what we're seeing now with the trade deadline, and they want it pushed into August. They want even more or less risk at the trading deadline no. by putting it in August. That's this, ridiculous. Th- that's why today's date, and as I said before, this is great because you're in or you're out, and if you're out, you're going to give it. If you're in, you're going to have to deal with it for the rest of the season, and, and I think that's, that's great. And, and maybe a team that kept a potential free agent because they're in or they think they're in, then all of a sudden they're out, they're going to have to – get a draft choice or give a qualifying offer for that player if they deem him as a possible returnee. Well, one problem, I'm looking at the Dodgers bullpen and I'm looking at the Athletics bullpen. When you're talking about the A's last night blowing the save, great comeback win. How many? 22 blown 23. saves. Who, what's one? 23. Because there was two? <laughs> no. No, I think it's. That's 20. The game notes has 20. I was wondering about that. They have no, 22. No, you can't blow two, Matt. No. No. So it's 22 blown saves, tied for the most in the major leagues. The Dodgers bullpen, they've blown 19. Wow. 
See, I don't think Kenley Jensen, unfortunately, has come back as effective as he was considering what happened in, uh, at Coors Field or in Colorado with you and his heart. I mean, you, you can't mess with your body. You know, that's – he's a big boy. He's a former catcher. You know that, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he's so good. <laughs> <laughs> There's a strong man right there. So – interesting. A lot of movement, but the big name, obviously, today, Zach Greinke yeah. going. And, and he's already phenomenal. Can they make him, because of their specialty right now, is looking at a player and saying, we can take that player and make him better. It's hard to believe that you yeah. can make Zach Greinke better already with what he is doing this year. I don't think you can mess around with the spin rate on his curveball. It's, it's already pretty good. You know, uh, maybe Colin Q when they got him and helped a little bit. But, uh, no, the thing about Zach Grinke, and, and, and one thing about no our, our DH in American League versus National League, and, and since Zach Grinke is such a good hitter, they may not do in the National League what typically happens. If you're trading by a run or runners on base, pitchers out because you're going to put a hitter in that situation. The thing that Grinke is going to be able to do, if he can pitch deep in games, they will allow him to do that. They don't have to worry about taking him out as – a pitcher hitting, yeah. you know, even though he's a very good hitter. But but even, even with those numbers that he had hitting whatever, you're still you're, you're still not dealing with a guy who goes to the plate every day and, and can have better success that way versus a pitcher who is every fifth day. I don't care how good of a hitter he is. But but it's uh, it's going to be interesting. But I, but I think uh, at least the what Jeff Luno and the uh, Astros did, they – made up a difference in figuring that if they're going to lose Garrett Cole, they've got somebody who could step in in that rotation and do as good as Garrett Cole did. Yeah, it, it really is a savage move for what what you get right now, a guy with a 2.90 ERA. What, what do the Astros give up? Prospects. That's it? Yeah. Four prospects. Three, four, and five, and number 22. Wow. One of the guys they gave up just had Tommy John surgery less than a month ago, Corbin Martin. Well, now they're paying guys to not play. You know, I mean, guy have Tommy Johnny's out for a year, we pay him anyway. You know, front-loaded, back-loaded, whatever. Grinky today went five innings, gave up two earned runs, struck out seven, and he got a no, deci- no decision in the game against the Yankees. But even at his age and maybe a tick down in velocity, he still is a master out there on the mound, one of the best in the okay, game. Okay, that says it right there. That's why you have to have a bullpen right there. If you're depending on a 12-out save – that's a whole bunch of baseball left if you want to go five. Ideally, seven. Set up, closer, six outs. If you have to go more than nine, you have to go 12. That's hard for a pitcher to get a win. Now, she can shut them down for five innings. But if I've always felt that if you can take a good pitcher that you're facing and force him to throw a lot of pitches and get him out of the game, you're going to have success. Even I don't care how good your bullpen, bullpen is, you probably can have success. So he, so he showed up today and pitched, huh? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You know, that would, that would, you know something that, that's been going on as we've been watching about, you know, the rumors of which guys, because normally if you're rumored that you are not going, you're going to be traded, they're not going to put you out there on the exactly. mound. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you got some good guests coming. Who else besides Gio? By the way, how about this? Verlander with a, 2. Se- a 2.74 ERA. Grinky, as of today, what did I say, 2.90. Cole, 2.94. Miley, 3.04. But you know what, Tony? The great thing about this wonderful game that we get to see every day, it doesn't matter. That's, those numbers don't win games. You have to perform. 
and let's say your pitcher that you're throwing against those guys has a one or two on that particular day. He only gives up one or two runs versus somebody's going to give up three. I, I think it's – I think because the game of baseball and you talked about what happened in the desert and all those things happening, it still doesn't matter. You still have to play the game. What, what, before you get out of here, uh, Tanner Rorick, what do you think of the acquisition for the A's? Uh, anytime there's an addition, I always wonder who's subtracted. You know, when, uh, you know I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't say, depending on who leaves. Um, you know, Manaya is close to coming back. So the fact that they've added Homer Bailey, they get Rourke, and now if Manaya comes back, you already have three pretty good pitchers, at least three. I say three because of Bassett, Fires, and Anderson. Yeah. Those three. And then you throw Homer Bailey in there. You didn't trade him for him to not pitch him. So, you know, you're, you're all of a sudden adding a couple of more guys. So who's subtracted? And, you know, it's, it's only August 1st tomorrow. It's not like your September 1st where you can increase the roster. So somebody's going to have to go. See, I, I, the only reason I say that because in 2012, Manny Ramirez was eligible to come back after the All-Star break. And they were going to subtract probably Johnny Gomes to add him. Been totally different. They decided, said, Manny, you know, we don't think uh, – I don't know what they told him, to be honest, but all I remember is that Johnny Gomes stayed and he hadn't hit a grand slam that game, first game back of the break in 2012. So – you know, th that, that's one of the problems. You, could, you can add, but you have to really be concerned about maybe who you're subtracting and how they're going to accept that and what are they going to do if, in most cases, going to AAA. But right now, if you're telling me Fires, Bailey, Roark, Anderson, and Bassett, yeah. I I'm pretty solid yeah, with no, that five. That's, that's five good ones. That's five good ones. And, you know, and, and maybe maybe they could go to the bullpen as long. I don't know. I mean, there's there's things that can happen. But uh, and what are you going to do with Manai when he comes back? You didn't mention him in that five, did you? Well, <laughs> I'm tired. Of, I'm, you know what? I'm tired of relying on hurt guys. Well, you're probably tired of not seeing the world championships in 1989, right? Yeah. You know? I, I, I mean, I the best ability is availability. <laughs> and, and we spend too much time in this organization talking about, Oh, when's Lazardo going to show up? When's Puck going to well, show up? And, and when's Manaya? You know, listen. until they get here, they're no good to me until they get here. Okay. I'm saying that whenever a pitcher goes on his rehab, he has 30 days. A position player has 20. The clock started on Manaya. They started talking about his next rehab assignment and different things like that, which means that when the clock is up, they have to make a move. They have to, you know, so what are they going to do at that time? If he's healthy. Keep him down back in AAA. That's a possibility, just like Jarrell Cotton. Because, I, I mean, my, my question, I mean, the way Bassett's throwing the ball, yeah, would no. you take him out of the rotation? No, I mean, these guys are performing, and I think that's that's great for them to be able to do that. And, you know, the, the one thing about this part of the season uh, where they say, uh, I remember when the Mariners were playing well, and, and they said, just give us anybody. Just show us that you care. And sometimes you have to say to the 25, we do care. You're good enough that we don't need to add to it. You're good, so just go out and do the job, and, and don't worry about trying to add to what you already have to that you're successful with. And Jake Diekman just walked by. He's going to be Matt Chapman today. just walking by too. The great Matt Chapman. So Diekman's going to be stopping by a little bit later today on the program. So we're going to have a good show today, Fossey. So see you later, Ray. And uh, hopefully we're going to have Gio Gonzalez next. Gio will be here. You yeah. have a good broadcast tonight. Listen, it's just a pleasure that I get to spend some time with you down here. and It's the best when you come over. Yeah, right. The face right. of the franchise. Yeah, right. Two-time World are, Series are we, champion. Are we buying or selling today? Oh, I'll, you want to come back? I'll sell you. You want to come back? <laughs> I'm, you're sold. You're, you're trading me? <laughs> Gone. I'm too valuable. You can't trade me. Well, that's true.
All right, guys. All right. Thank you. The great Good Ray Fossey, the face of the franchise, and hopefully we're going to be talking to Gio Gonzalez coming up right here, the former athletic on A's Cast Live. Now back to A's Cast Live. Broadcasting from the town, here's Chris Townsend. Oh, we will get into the fight last night. The fight last night was absolutely entertaining. And I know, wow, we need to get this out of the game. Oh, really? What's everybody talking about? Other than the trading deadline. They're talking about what's going on between the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Turn on the MLB Network. There it is. Turn on ESPN. There it is. Amir Garrett basically going WWE and running over and starts slugging it. He challenged the entire the entire Pittsburgh Pirate team. He went over there throwing haymakers, and he's a big dude. And he just started throwing it. Next thing you know, Puig's been traded, but uh, Puig. Your friend. <laughs> hashtag Puig's your friend. Puig's, they couldn't get him. They couldn't get him off the field. And then how about what's going on with Reds manager David Bell? He had been ejected because Puig was not happy with a call. So what ended up happening is he came out to protect Puig. He gets thrown out of the game, so he's up in the clubhouse. And it is a major, major no-no to leave the clubhouse after you've been ejected. Not only does David Bell leave the clubhouse, he made contact with Clint Hurdle, and he was going after Clint Hurdle. He's been ejected eight times this year, the most in 2019. Nobody has been ejected has been ejected this many times as a rookie manager. He's leading the world. I think they said he gets ejected like out of seven percent of the games he's managed this year already. So I, I, I've kind of breaking it down how this all started. Uh, but Gio Gonzalez right now is uh, making his way over here. He just ran into Bob Melvin, so he's talking to Bob. And that's, you know, the one thing whenever you see any A show up here and he played for Bob Melvin, you see the love that Bob and the players that they have for each other. These guys all respect Bob so much. And, you know, there's, you know, in this sport, there's a, there's quite, there, there's a lot of turnover. No question about it. I mean, it happens with all teams, but it's just the relationship that Bob has with his guys. I mean, dating back to, like, what we saw in Japan with Ichiro. Ichiro retired, and they had a, a private ceremony, and Bob is so close with Ichiro that they did not start this ceremony until Bob showed up. And there's a great picture of Bob in full uniform there at Ichiro's retirement ceremony. And then something I don't, I'll probably never see again in my life when Ichiro came out and basically 30,000 people stayed to honor Ichiro Suzuki. You just We see players get honored in town, in certain towns, but to see a nation honor a player, I mean, this was Japan honoring him. It was, it was emotional and it was unbelievable. But it just shows the relationship that Bob has with his ex -play current players and ex-players. There's no question about it. So now Ray Fossey hanging out with Gio Gonzalez. And it's great to see him once again. How are you doing, buddy? 
Gio Gonzalez joining here, join us here on A's Cast Live. It has been a long time since we've seen the left-hander, a former all-star for your Oakland Athletics, a 20-game winner, and will always be a great fan favorite here. It has been a long time, and it's good to see you. How are you? Uh, well, it has been a long time, and it's good to be back, man. I'm, this, this has so many great memories. I, I was lucky to have my kids here yesterday. So they got to see uh, where my old stomping grounds was. And my, my wife was in the stands, and I, I kept telling her, you know, I used to live right up in this road. <laughs> I was in Alameda. So this, I remember this like, uh, like it was yesterday. So she, was, uh, she, was, uh, she saw the, the work that I had to put in here. So it was nice to be around here and seeing some of the new changes here. This was pretty cool seeing, you know, that area in left field and right field and obviously – the stomping ground up there is pretty cool. So you got to take your kids up to the stomping I, ground to I, love it. I know. I'm, I'm kind of excited. Like some of the new pieces you guys out of here, the treehouse now, like all this area, like it's gotten way better. You if know? you have time, you got to come up. It's like a sports bar, and I do the pregame show. Oh, you do it up there. As soon as I get done here, I roll up there because right now what we're doing. We're on the TuneIn app. we got a 24-7 streaming station. Yeah. We're the only team in baseball allowed to do it. We're like the oh, guinea nice. pig. Nice. And then once I get done here, I go up there and I do pregame. you gotta, you got to see all the different stuff they're doing. It's pretty amazing. But I told the story. And I don't know if you remember. It was right after the Bay Bridge series. You had just found out you made the team. You were standing right over here by the dugout with your father, and I can't remember right. who. And I was up there doing the the post game show and we got you on and you were very emotional because it was the first time you had made a big league roster at a spring training that's you remember right. that that's right that's right it was uh you know i i remember talking to my parents and this and that and you know my dad you know he worked his tail off with me every day and to see you know the outcome and you know get to talk with that with your parents and you know making the big league roster and then obviously i remember you know billy and everyone kind of like having that conversation seeing bobby was it gives you kind of emotional feeling too you know some of the guys you see you know, i was talking to brett anderson a little bit yesterday and you know i was super excited to see him you know and he's got a family now so it's like you, know, <laughs> you guys have all changed men now you know <laughs> we went from kids to grown men real quick and you know how you know you blink and just like that baseball's 10 years later you're you're talking about memories you had here many moons ago. So it's kind of cool to see that kind of stuff and, you know, experience the experience I had having my first All-Star ever with Oakland. And, you know, I was just mentioning how, you know, this place has so many great memories that I can always take with me because it was the first place that gave me an opportunity to play in the big leagues. I think that's always a thing about when people come to Oakland is you know you're going to get a shot. Yeah. Your, your opportunity never ends. And, you know, they have such great coaching staff, great people to always be around. You know, I had Ray for the first time. Ray Fossey tell me I was, you know, I remember he pulled me to the side. He goes, I've caught plenty of 20-game winners, and I think you're a 20-game winner. And the year we I ended up winning 21, I called Ray, and I said, I, I thought of you the whole time when that was happening. So those are the memories that was left behind and, and all the excitement and the people that were put in my, you know, put in my journey to where I'm at now was unbelievable you know obviously being around you for years and yeah seeing uh blue moon Odom you know uh everyone you can think of that was here Casey Casey Chavez Eric Chavez then you know Ellis you know Bobby and all the people that you know played Cliff Pennington I was with Cliff and and Scranton this year you know you know <laughs> same and and we were just talking about the old memories like 
it's incredible, like how how much uh, the game does kind of evolve and grow up uh, before you even know it. You know, every organization is different, but the one thing that this organization, if you've been a part of it, you're a part of the family. And Always. The, and the great thing about this show is there's been a couple times Coco comes out here and joins me. I love me. Coco. And then we've had Josh Reddick came out. Yeah. He was here for like 25 yes. minutes. We That's had Tommy right. Malone. That's right, Tommy. We, yeah. We're having a, now it's you. I, I, but it's like it, it, once you've been a part of it, it'll always be a part of your career. It's always talking like memory lane, always going down memory lane, seeing some friends. Coco was another big part of my career. He always took great care of me, you know, being a young guy with Oakland, and he took me under his wing 90% of the time. You know, he would always ask me, when are you pitching? And I'd say, uh, in two days from now, he goes, all right, you're, you're going to go grab dinner with me. We're going to go talk. We, you and I are just going to hang out. We're just going to, you know, you know, he was like a big brother to me, always took me under his wing, always showed me the ropes of how to be a, you know, a professional when you play this game. You know, he was one of the most passionate guys that I got to play around and, you know, all the highlights you see of all these outfielders, I mean, I think Coco set the bar with 90% of it. You know, Coco was robbing home runs when that was the thing, you know. It was uh, it was pretty cool to see that kind of stuff, and I got to be around him. And, you know, now I'm with Milwaukee, and Milwaukee's got those guys that kind of set the tone, Lorenzo Cain, you know, Kristen Yelich. Yeah. You know, those are the guys, Braun, Ryan Braun. Like, it's great to see these guys. I saw Braun, he was a shortstop with the University of Miami. So, like, you got to understand, like, for me, this is like still being a kid around all these people. Have you uh, hooked up with Dallas Braden since you've been here? I haven't seen Dallas, and I really want to I want to talk about his hair right now. He's got, <laughs> he's got something going on right now. He's got some Three Stooges going on right now. But I, I love Dallas. Dallas was also a huge part of my pitching huge, career. yeah. You know, Dallas was the one that taught me that changeup, and I always give him credit for that. You know, he was the one guy that literally took his time to talk to me during games, and the days I would pitch, he'd – He'd be right there in my ear. He was like my ring man. He was like right corner man, just uh, just coaching me through the game, telling me how executed and what pitches you want to make and this and that. So great credit to Dallas. I mean, Dallas is like my big brother. He's a brother to me always. So where are we right now with you? We were hoping we were going to see you pitch, I think it was tomorrow. I was, I was just telling that to Manolo. I was like, I don't know where everybody got the idea that I was pitching this series. I don't I – don't, I wasn't scheduled to pitch against you guys at all. I was – I think I was scheduled always to pitch against the Cubs back uh obviously on friday or saturday but i i was i it would have caught me by surprise if i was pitching this series because i wasn't expecting it okay that's good news so, so you're, yeah you're good it you're healthy. yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah yeah. it was catching me by surprise you know obviously it would have been nice to pitch in the old stomping yeah. grounds but uh but i wasn't expecting to come and, and, and pitch here i was actually kind of enjoying the the welcome home from some of the friends i saw obviously from the tunnel seeing some you know employees that worked here obviously the clubhouse guys and it's it's just brings back so many great memories. It makes you enjoy it so many more, so many more times being here. Not a lot's changed. We're all still here, <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone's still got the nice clean cuts too, man. Everyone's still looking young. It feels like no one's aged here. So Milwaukee, you guys are in it right now, and fighting for it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you're right there for the wild yeah, card for yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, and your yeah. division is so bunched yeah. up. Well, I, I mean, aside obviously we're. You know, we feel really good, you know, with some of the guys. And we picked up a couple of big guys. But I heard you guys picked up a hell of a guy, too, Tanner Rourke. I mean, great. I had him as a teammate in Washington, and I couldn't praise him more than I am now. Like, he was incredible. I think he was the most competitive guy I've ever met. As far as on the mound, he got the job done. He was one of the fun, fun guys to watch. He had such electric stuff, and I still think he does. And I think for him, this change of scenery pitching here is going to be unbelievable for him. You guys got unbelievable defense, and the offense is insane. It can wake up any minute. 
and strike a lightning in a bottle. You guys score 10 runs with blink of an eye. So, and you could save up like a lot, of good amount of runs. Yeah. So you got Gold Glovers in the corners, and you got some pitching. I mean, you guys got Blake Trinan too, who I praise like crazy. Blake was a good guy of ours, and 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 love to see him do what he's doing now. Give us a scouting report on Tanner. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, great clubhouse guy. Uh, great family man. Leader in the clubhouse. Leader in in the rotation. Uh, guy who takes his job 100% serious. You know, ready to rock and roll, ready to kick butt, and. He's going to help win a lot of games for you guys. I can guarantee you that. And the thing, I mean, think about pitching in Cincinnati versus <laughs> pitching here. No, I'm telling you, you're going to, it's, it, I'm, I'm 100% committed to saying Tanner's, he's going to change and he's going to be unbelievable for you guys. For you, this thing right here, the baseball, how yeah. much does that change in your career? It, 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 uh, <laughs> it's a touchy topic, but it has, uh, it has evolved, uh, you know, but, Again, I, I can all I do is pitch. I'm now no rocket scientist. I'm not anything like that. I grab the ball, throw the ball. Hopefully, keep it in the yard. You know the way these guys are swinging the bat. I mean, they're making 100 miles per hour look like it's 85. So I gotta <laughs> I gotta make the adjustment and evolve as I go along. Christian Yelich, we had it yesterday. Going into yesterday, his last 162 games, 61 home runs. He's hitting like 344. And seeing him in person for the first time. He's bigger than he looks on television. Yeah, he's a big kid. What 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 is it like playing with this guy? I mean, his numbers are incredible. Yeah, I, I tell you this, very humble. Like it's it's a humbling experience, and he's very humble as a player. You know, he he competes. I mean, that's all you can ask for. Uh, his swing is like, don't don't change it. It's perfect. He's he's picked up right where he left left off last year, and he's still lightning in a bottle for me. I think he's just keep going. You know the. Marlins did a great job both sides, but he's we're happy on this side. We're happy he's over here. I got to tell you, we miss you. You you were you were a lot of fun to have on, and I remember you when you first came up. We were having you on the radio, and, and ever since you left, we've been rooting for you. Fossey was on here earlier talking about how much he loved you, and he told the story about you winning 20 games. So we're rooting for you. Yeah. Continued success. I hope you get in the playoffs. Heck, I hope yeah. we see you in the World Series. Hey, I like that. That would be beautiful. Come out here in the Bay. I heard it's the best uh, playoff experience you can ever be a part of, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> Against Detroit, those, those – I heard – It was so loud <laughs> that, that, like, Verlander was saying, I've never heard a stadium. Because, because really, it's a football stadium. That's when right. you, And when you That's get right. a football stadium rocking, right. and it was sold out, and it was Did beautiful. Did they take those tarps off the, up there? The tarps were – they kept those up there, but oh. all these tarps are gone, oh, and it was sold God. out. I remember my – Years, those tarps was permanently on there. Yeah, they took the tarps yeah. off in the place, the parking lot, the I place was imagine. just. And, you know, it just shows how good pitching is. You know, Verlander, two years in a row, and those ace teams are really good. Yeah. And it was two years in a row yeah. losing to Verlander in yeah. 12 and 13 in yeah. game five. But Verlander's a different breed when he comes to playoffs and World Series. I mean, that guy just, he's a different animal. Like, that guy's on a league of his own when it comes to pitching. But I remember, uh, the most fond memories I had was always coming to the field on the days I pitched, and you had the whole parking lot, you know, just cooking up a storm. Everybody's out there, you know, just celebrating already without even playing the game yet. <laughs> so it was cool to go in there, and you know, I remember the you know the Bay Series, seeing those guys, you know, when the Giants came into town, and that's when the rock stars of the Giants were in town, and we played them, and they played us. It was the most exciting series I've ever been a part of. Well, you know what. Billy Bean always likes to bring people back. You, <laughs> ne you never know. That's right. 
Billy, Billy, one thing I always thank Billy for, he put me in the best situation to be in Washington. And uh, I remember having that talk with him. And Billy always, uh, he took great care of me in that situation where he, he knew where I was going. And he said, this is, uh, we, I think this is one of the best fits I can boot for you. So I couldn't thank Billy for, for more than what he did for me. Washington changed my career after that. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming out of the clubhouse and coming down. <laughs> not, not a bad set, huh? I love it. I mean, you can't get, you can never get bored of this weather. This weather is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You remember that? I always tell that over there. I was like, you guys don't know what you missed out in music. I threw in that Motown. People always popped their head in, and they were like, what's playing? Is Gio pitching today? Yeah. Oh, you we knew if it was Motown. Motown. Gio Gonzalez, right. the lefty, was on the mound. That's right. Ray made sure of that. Hey, buddy. Thank you very great much. You, it's great to see great you. Great having me. And congratulations on everything and a great Thank career. You. Thank you. And uh, you know we're always pulling for you. Uh, and I love it. Thank you. Oakland's always the best place for me and gave me a home, and they'll always be in my heart. The great Gio Gonzalez right here on A's Cast Live. If you haven't heard by now, turn up your radio or phone just a little bit. Everyone in the building this Sunday versus the Cardinals gets to experience A's access for a day. You heard that right. Simply buy your ticket for the game at athletics.com slash tickets and come enjoy A's access benefits like 50% concessions, 25% off merchandise, and even $10 parking. Come to the ballpark this Sunday for Access Day and take your turn at what made 86% of fans say they were highly satisfied with this year's A's Access program. A's Access goes on sale Monday, but head over to athletics.com slash access now to learn more about how we've improved and simplified A's Access by listening to you and sign up for a conversation with our team. This Sunday, it's time for you to finally get the A's Access experience you've been waiting for. Get started at athletics.com slash access today. Looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues? One of the latest additions to A's cast is The Farm. A look around the minor leagues with interviews, updates, and profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors. Two of baseball's most iconic franchises go head-to-head -head beginning on Tuesday, August 20th. Here comes the judge. As the New York Yankees come to the town to take on the A's. He hits a judgey in blast into the right field seat. Don't miss out on Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and the rest of the Bronx Bombers as Matt Chapman, Chris Davis, and the swinging A's look to defend their home turf. Miraculous comeback by the A's in the ninth Games 1 and 2 begin at 7.07 p.m. with the final game of the three-game series beginning at 6.37. Don't miss out on your chance to see the next chapter of this rivalry between two of Major League Baseball's most historic teams. The New York Yankees have won the 2018 wildcard game, an abrupt end to a remarkable season for the Oakland Athletics. As the A's seek revenge, get your tickets today at athletics.com slash tickets, athletics.com slash tickets. Tickets. Looking to understand what makes the A's tick? With weekly shows with manager Bob Melvin and general manager David Forst, now you get the inside scoop into the green and gold. Download A's cast today or head to athletics.com slash podcast to get started. The future is bright in Oakland and the East Bay. 15,000 local youth baseball and softball players are participating in the Future A's program presented by Kaiser Permanente. The club's new initiative provides complimentary jerseys and hats to local youth baseball and softball leagues. 
Teams also receive additional benefits and support, including development clinics, tickets to A's games, and more. Visit athletics.com slash future for more information. Hey, this is Fred of the B-52s, and whenever my flying saucer is over Oakland, I listen to A's Cast Live. Now back to A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Dan, what do you think? You think this is a pretty good location to do a show every day? <laughs> it's hard to beat, Tony. I mean, it doesn't beat what you guys do in the front office. Dan Kantrovich joins us here from the A's front office after the trading deadline. But this isn't too bad. Not at all. Not at all. Beautiful day for a game. So how excited are you guys? To, you added a lefty, and now Tanner Roark, you add a right-hander, a starter. How you feeling? Yeah, I think we feel like we addressed our goals. Uh, coming in, we wanted to fortify the pen, and I think we did that with Jake, and we wanted to solidify uh, and improve our, our rotation. And I think we did that both with Homer Bailey earlier in the week and, uh, and then today with uh, Tanner Roark. So you know, looking back on it, I think we feel really good about having to address both those goals. You were put in a really tough spot with Frankie Montas, right? I mean, Frankie was ascending to be one of the better pitchers, could have been an all-star. But once you lost him, it was like now you needed more than one. You needed two guys you had to go out and get. Yeah. You know, I, th- I, I think, uh, you know, all things being equal, obviously we would have uh, preferred that not to have happened. But, uh, you know, David and Billy have said all along that, uh, you know, we're going to let the, the team do the talking. And if they were in a position, uh, you know, come – this week where you know adding made sense we were gonna we weren't gonna hesitate and uh you know i think we were able to leverage the the depth in our farm uh without you know giving away too much to uh you know to get some pretty valuable additions here down the stretch so i i think about tanner and i've been talking about the great american band box there in cincinnati going from there a losing situation where it's so tough to pitch to now coming to a winning situation and pitching here i don't know if you've been able to talk to him yet but I got to think he's fired up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think he is. And, you know, like you mentioned, I think one of the things that we looked at was certainly his performance in, in a ballpark like that compared to how he might do here. But, you know, also having the, the defense behind him, uh, you know, that we have here is, uh, you know, we hope that's going to, you know, help his numbers. Historically, he's been, you know, kind of an innings eater type that's been really durable. And, uh, you know, I think he's shown about you know, four pitches, uh, you know, with the curveball being probably his, uh, you know, his primary out pitch. But we think it's going to, you know, translate here. And uh, we're looking forward to having him uh, contribute, you know, towards the top of our rotation as soon as he, uh, as soon as he arrives, I think, uh, this weekend. It was great having Gio Gonzalez on because they played together with the Nationals. I yep. said, give me a scouting report. And, uh, you know, the first two things he says, he's great in the clubhouse. Yep. And he's going to go out and compete. Yep. He, he's one of those kind of tough guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his, uh, you know, he features uh, 88 to 92 mile an hour fastball at times. He'll, you know, run it up to 94, 95. You know, like I said, he's got that, you know, that, that wipeout curveball that he relies on. But, you know, he'll also uh, mix in a slider and occasional changeup. And, you know, we think he's got the, the goods to go a couple times through the order. And, uh, you know, then once, uh, you know, hopefully we can shorten our game and, uh, you know, get to our bullpen, uh, you know, as soon as we can. And if you guys get in the postseason and can get some length, because yep. this is a crazy stat, that last year in 2018, bullpens pitched 50% of the innings in the postseason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a different game. And, uh, you know, once you get to the postseason, and I think, uh, you know, things uh, like workload and, and rest and, uh, 
you know how you how you want to utilize guys uh, certainly changes uh, kind of the, the the calculus a little bit. But uh, you know I think that's one of the reasons why we felt like we wanted to add a guy like Jake. I mean we're we're confident in our pen right now. We've got you know some, some depth there and everybody's performing at a pretty high level. But uh, you know as we saw last night, you know from the left side, you know it's a pretty uncomfortable at bat. You know versus Deekman. I mean it's an upper 90s fastball with uh, you know truly a wipeout slider and. Uh, you know, I think that's something that, you know, that velocity once you get into the postseason, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we can see that again this year is, is something that, uh, you know, every team features. Uh, and I think now we've got it from both the left and right side, which is, uh, which is an exciting and I think a pretty potent weapon for us. So last week on the David Ford show, I said this to him and I'm going to say the same thing to you because you've been a part of this for a while too. When I think about you guys, you guys are not scared. Right, that's the thing about your front office. You're not scared to make moves. You're not scared to where I think in our game now we have so many people who are data-driven people, numbers people, right. and numbers people aren't risk takers. You get into number, they're more conservative people. So, and it actually got brought up. I've been talking about the past couple of days, and it got brought up today on the MLB Network. Do you see people being a little more conservative than when you first got in into your career, especially what we saw now with this deadline? You know, I, I think one of the things we're seeing is, uh, you know, consistent with what, what you're saying is that there's, a, you know, a lot of teams seem to be valuing players uh, in a similar fashion. So I think uh, sort of matching up and extracting value in a trade situation is, is increasingly difficult. Uh, you know, if, if every, you know, if the guy on the other side is, uh, you know, valuing them in a similar way, it's going to be tough to say, well, you know, let's, uh, let's get a deal done. But, you know, at the same time, there's buyers and sellers this time of year, and, you know, I think people are looking at different time horizons and, uh, you know, David and Billy and, and a credit to ownership, you know, we're, you know, set out to, you know, we want to be aggressive this, uh, you know, uh, this trade deadline. And, and you know, we we gave up some, some good players. I mean, Jamison Hanna, uh, you know, who we gave up for uh, Diekman is, uh, you know, is, is, is a strong prospect and, you know, he's somebody we really liked. So, you know, I think... Uh, you, you do have to, you know, take a certain amount of risk. Hopefully it's, uh, you know, calculated, uh, you know, on, on, on both ends. But, um, yeah, you're not going to get players without uh, giving up good players. That's that's definitely something that, that we're seeing, I think, uh, happen increasingly now. Yeah, and, and that's the one thing that's it's always been like that around here is, is if you got a chance, you guys are – you guys are going to make some moves to try and help this ball club. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, I think uh, you know the, the the players have uh, you know put us in a position where uh, you know a couple moves uh, you know here and there I think could could make a big difference. And uh, you know I think uh, you know it's probably um, you know going to the trade deadline with with goals to improve your bullpen and solidify your rotation. I, I think. Uh, you don't often see both of those uh, actually coming to fruition. And uh, I think we were lucky where, you know, and, and, and put in the work where, you know, it, it did. And I think we, you know, we're, as a result, we're pretty happy with uh, what transpired today. Big surprise for me, and I was thinking about this after the postgame show yesterday, is two of the biggest pitchers, especially before Grinky, when you had Stroman and Bauer, were both traded to teams who are not in it. Yeah, I it just you know normally you think teams that are in it are going after those guys. Those are really moves when you say they're made for 2020. Yeah, you know I I think every team has their own definition of uh, whether they're they're in it or not. And um, you know I think history's shown that you don't want to you know count out teams that you know even are or four or five out right now. I think with the the addition of the second wild card, um, you know you never know who, who who you might see in the playoffs. So. 
Um, you know, I think uh, every team examines it, you know, through their own lens. And uh, I, I think right now to assume that certain teams aren't in it, uh, you know, would, would probably be, uh, you know, an, an error on our end. So, uh, you know, I don't really know what some of the, the other teams were thinking. But, yeah, there were definitely some uh, – some moves we didn't expect to happen in the, in, in the last few days. For so sure. this was a different deal because this was it, right? There's no waiver claims. Yeah. After this, you had to make the moves. Yeah. What was the juice like in the war room making these trades, especially today, knowing that, you know, you can't do anything after this? Yeah. Uh, I mean, fortunately, we were – our team is, you know, at home while we're going through this. So we've, you know, got the full benefit of, you know, our coaches to tap into the training staff to be on call for, you know, looking at the medicals and – you know, we were, you know, we've been in the office, uh, you know, nonstop over the last few days and, you know, got in pretty early this morning to, uh, you know, to, to keep working on this. And, you know, there, there has been a lot of energy around it. And, uh, you know, I think, like you said, with the, uh, the, the new rules this year, that's definitely changed, you know, to some degree. There's probably going to be, a, you know, uh, we had a, you know, unexpected roster crunch, I think, for every, you know, every team sees that now a little bit earlier. Uh, and you have to kind of look forward and say, okay, well, you know, come you know the you know the off season when you're preparing for the Rule Five draft. Uh, you know, is this somebody that is going to you know be on our roster or not? And if you estimate that you might you know lose that player in the off season, well then maybe you're you know getting a little less for that player today. Uh, but yeah, without uh, trade waivers, uh, I think it it, it definitely uh, it maybe create a little bit more urgency for teams. So the only possible way that you could pick up somebody now is that a team would have to just basically outright cut a guy and then you would have to take on their entire contract? Is that where it, where we're at? Right. You'd have to pass through waivers and you'd have to claim them. And, and, and then, uh, yeah, but it, it's, it's you basically lose them. You know, you're not going to get anything for that player. Uh, so, you know, for example, last year when, uh, uh, you know, during the Ver, when the Astros acquired Verlander, uh, you know, they traded, uh, you know, a few pretty valuable prospects for him. Uh, you know, we're not going to be in that same situation. Uh, teams can't be in that same situation this year. It's, it's basically over today. Well, I can tell you my phone today, as soon as the Grinky news came down, I started getting all these texts like, yeah. are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to use the language that was on these texts. <laughs> yeah. uh, what was it like for you guys when you heard that the Astros got Grinky? Yeah, well, I, you know, I think we're – you know, we expected that, you know, we weren't going to be the only team that was going to be trying to improve, uh, you know, and we know that, uh, you know, teams have a history of making bold moves in the past, and, uh, you know, we expected uh, a little of that, you know, today. Uh, you know, I think uh, you never like to see that when it's in your own division, um, but, uh, you know, we feel good about the, the additions we made, and, uh, you know, we can't really do anything about what, what, what the other teams acquired except for uh, just keep trying to improve. And, you know, as long as I think we keep playing good baseball, we can probably compete with anybody out there. You know, there's there's certain teams that obviously you have better relations with. Yep. I mean, very obvious, the Kansas City Royals are someone you got a good relationship yep. with. Uh, what is that like when you're working on a deal, working on a deal, working on a deal, and then it falls through? Yeah, it, it happens quite a bit. And, you know, I think uh, that's why – you know, when we when we set the goals going into this deadline, it's uh, it's it's sort of unusual to to come out on the other end having met all you know each one of those goals. Um, you know, and I think you know there's for every deal that we make, there's probably you know five or six that uh, you know we wanted to make and, and, and fell through for one reason or another. Um, but you know, Deekman and Rourke and Bailey, you know, these were our top targets going into the the deadline. So. 
um, you know, I think uh, you know we we're pretty uh, we're pretty pumped about uh, you know adding these guys and kind of seeing how they're going to improve our club uh, for the next couple of months. So now with no the waiver process gone. Yep. Now what do you do as a front office for the next two months? <laughs> yeah, right. We're kind of in uncharted territory now. Um, you know, there, there's still plenty of work to do. We're going to have to, you know, we're trying to, in September, we'll have to, you know, bring up some guys, uh, you know, from the minor leagues and try to figure out who, who's going to give us the best chance to win. Uh, so there'll, there'll still be plenty of roster construction and management uh, going on. It'll just be a, a little bit different than in past years. I want to ask you about AAA and yep. the numbers down there are just, yep. <laughs> just insane. Yeah. I, how do you really evaluate who's doing, who, who, who's really improving, who can help you up here? or I mean, Because the numbers for pitchers are off the charts bad. Right. The numbers are off the charts good for the hitters. How do you evaluate all this? Yeah, it's really difficult. You know, I, like you said, the, the numbers are skewed a little bit by, uh, you know, a change in, in the ball. Uh, you know, to make matters a little bit more complicated, we have a new park this year in AAA in Vegas, um, you know, and, and, and the ball travels uh, quite a bit there, as we've seen. Um, so, you know, I think you have to pretty try to compare things to league average uh, and compare players, uh, you know, against each other uh, instead of maybe what, you know, what we've seen historically. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely, I think, throwing things a little bit out of whack. And, you know, I think suffice it to say if there's a pitcher down there uh, doing well, um, you know, the, the, there's a pretty decent chance that it's going to transfer it up here. You know, I don't think we can always say the same thing about, uh, you know, a hitter that uh, uh, is putting up gaudy numbers right now. By the way, if you ever need help scouting in Vegas, I'll fall on the sword <laughs> for you and go down there. If you, if you guys ever need any help with the aviators, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll do that for you. Noted, noted. Hey, always appreciate the time. You're fabulous on there. We need to do this more. Sure, anytime. And now you got two months. Now you got two months before the postseason. Yeah. Uh, we can do a little bit more. And uh, coming down here doesn't stink, does it? No, this is a pretty good place to be. Congratulations on what you're able to do with the deadline and. Uh, it's a two-month sprint from here on out. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. We'll have to react right here on A's Cast Live. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. Austin left field deep. Bam going back. Looking up. He will watch it fly. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back. It's one out. Pete Alonso, he's your home run derby champion. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From spin rate to juiced balls to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Well, it looks like CBS Sports is agreeing with us. They put out their winners and losers on CBSSports.com. And let's uh, let's give you. We said here on A's Cast Live, the Yankees were losers. CBS Sports agrees. We said the Astros were winners. CBS Sports agrees. We also called the Red Sox losers. Their relievers have a 5.18 ERA in July, and it was 4.92 in June. They did nothing about it. Losers. Winner. Zach Greinke, he's a big-time winner because he goes from a situation of they're doing nothing in the Valley of the Sun to he is now a favorite to help a team win a World Series. Losers, Minnesota Twins. They got Sam Dyson from the Giants, right? That's your big acquisition, huh? 
winners, the Cleveland Indians. I don't know if you can say that yet. We got to see how it works out not having Trevor Bauer. Uh, they got Reyes from the uh, Padres, who's a, he's a DH big-time hitter. Can't put him anywhere. And then they got my guy Puig. Hashtag Puig's your friend. And Puig's going to get suspended, but I love me some Puig. We called the Dodgers losers. CBS Sports agrees. Their bullpen hasn't been good. And then we called the Braves winners. CBS Sports agrees. The fact that they were able to get Shane Green closer from Detroit. They got Chris Martin from Texas, who we know well, and Mark Melanson, who's pitched really well across the bay for in July. They have immediately improved their bullpen. Ultimate losers. Commander Cody, Felipe Vasquez, and your Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, I'm not surprised. I can't believe Neil Huntington didn't trade him. But I guess the uh, Dodgers will not uh, budge on the asking price of Gavin Lux, Dustin May, and Ruiz, who are like their top three of their four prospects to the Pirates wanted for a closer who's very controllable. But, you know, Neil Huntington, he didn't pull the trigger. And, uh, you know, hopefully next year when the Pirates are losing again, they'll trade him when his value is not as high. Nicholas Castellanos, winner, as he goes from a horrible situation in Detroit. Yeah, they're really bad. To Chicago. And I'm just talking about switching towns. I'm not even talking about switching teams. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you want to be in Detroit or Chicago? No offense. No offense, Detroit. The Motor City, which is making a comeback. I was I was with the A's there in the Motor City, and they're, they're turning things around in Detroit. I'm just saying, you want to be in Detroit? Or you want to be in Chicago? I think I'm going to Chicago. Plus, you're on a team that has a chance. Losers. And we mentioned it with Gio Gonzalez. The Brewers. Now. They're like Drew Pomerantz. One to watch the Giants. They have gone 19-6 and six since June 29th. We'll, they're, they're a we'll-wait-and-see team. Another we'll-wait-and-see team is the Mets. Can I give you a loser, another loser? And I haven't brought this up today. Are you ready? Madison Bumgarner. And you might be like, whoa, wait a minute. This is what he wanted. They wanted Madison Bumgarner to stay with the Giants. Okay. If the Giants don't make the postseason and Madison Bumgarner goes into the offseason and he gets the qualifying offer and they put that on him, Look at happened with Keuchel. What did they say with Keuchel? Keuchel's older. He's a tick down on his fastball. The draft pick compensation. Could that really hurt Madison Bumgarner as a free agent next year? That is a wait and see. I'm wondering if he is going to be a big loser in this thing. Look what happened with Kimbrell. Look what happened with Keuchel. It could be the same thing happening to Madison Bumgarner. Our man Diekman's walking away. Where's our guy Diekman? He's going back into the clubhouse. So those are your winners and losers. So I want to talk a little bit about those two interviews. Gio Gonzalez. He was always such a good guy, like a genuine good guy. And I think that's why everybody loved him. It just really wasn't for his talent it's also because of the guy he was and let me tell you Gio comes up Gio's hugging Fosse Gio's hugging me I mean he just he's such a good dude 
And Kantrovitz, I'm telling you right now, will be a GM someday. He is definitely going to be a GM. He is going to be. And Jake Diekman is stepping up right now. And the new left-hander for your Oakland Athletics is going to join us right here on A's Cast Live. But there's no question Kantrovitz someday is going to be a GM in this league. Let him sign for the kid, more important. So Jake's signing for a, a young fan right here, more important than A's Cast Live. I can't wait to talk to the big left-hander in his first outing yesterday. But that's the thing, and, and I'm glad we, we can talk about it, and I'm glad as Dan left, we talked a little more about it because there's only so much that he can really say, but just how things have changed, and I think my theory is really coming true about the number the numbers people who are running the game and how conservative they are. How you doing, big left-hander? It was good to see you good. out on the mound yesterday. Welcome to Absolutely. A's Cast Live. My name's Chris Townsend. I do this show, and I do the A's pre- and post-game show. Been doing it for years. Perfect. And uh, not a bad little set, huh, for no, us right here? This is perfect. Welcome this is the to best set I've ever been to. So check this out. We're the only team in baseball doing this right now. We're the guinea pig. I like it. So right now we are on the TuneIn app. We have a 24-7 A's station that just runs the games, the pre- and post-game. Now once we get to the pre-game show, I go up there to the treehouse and do the regular pre-game show. Yeah. But this is a this is a – this is just A's fans and baseball fans listening. It's uh, like it. We're having a lot of fun with it. And uh, how'd you feel last night in the first outing? You look great. Good. Good to get the first outing out of the way. Um, get the nerves out. Get acclimated. I forgot how steep this mound is. <laughs> um, but, no, it was really well. well Miami won. Perfect. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and that's the thing, too. I mean, you're no stranger to the Coliseum. So it's one yeah. thing if you're someone who – Hung out in the National League all these years. I mean, you've done some battles here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I know what it's like to pitch here, pitch against this team. Um, I know how good we are. And, uh, yeah. When you got the news that you were traded to the Athletics, what were your first thoughts? Ready to go. I mean, a playoff push. That's everything you can hope for. Um, we ha kind of had a feeling something was going down. Uh, so all our family was in Kansas City, and we slowly started packing up the house. And then once we finally got the, the got the call, we just packed up everything and left. And Homer was already here. And I know. The, and the relation, you know, it's funny, you know, certain organizations, front offices have good relationships, mm -hmm. and they do a lot of deals, and oh, the A's yeah. have that with Kansas City. Yeah. So it was no shock you coming here, and it was no shock Homer Bailey coming here. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh, Homer from this year and then Profar in Texas. So, yeah, it was good. And I think about what a tough situation it was in Kansas City. You know, not that far removed from when they were winning a World Series. Almost wasn't for Madison Bumgarner. Would have won two World Series in a row. But there, there, it was a rough situation. So from the mindset, going from that, going to this, what is it like? Uh, it kind of feels how I, when I was uh, traded from Philly to Texas with Cole Hamels. Um, you just come in like rejuvenates you it brings a lot of energy to you um it's a matter of winning every single day and that's a very exciting thing to come to the ballpark and try to win every day yeah i mean yeah you, you you've done that before where now you come in and people are looking at you going hey we we got you to win <laughs> we're here uh, to do one thing when we put you in it's to win that's the goal as a reliever when you come in just keep the score the same and you did your job so hey, as long as we get a w at the end i really don't care one of the hallmarks of this team is the defense. 
and you've watched them from the other dugout, and you've now seen it. Talk about the defense behind you. Yesterday at short, that was a seed, and he just scooped it and threw it over, and I was like, thank you very much. <laughs> um, no, but it's great. If you can keep him in the yard, these guys are going to either pick it or track it down. So uh, you saw it out in center, too. He made a couple diving plays, and it's, it's awesome here. So when you arrived here, what did they say exactly your role would be with the team? Pitch whenever I'm called upon. That's it? No, I mean, like, we really haven't had that much discussion about anything. Um, I mean, I'll be ready whenever, whatever that is. So we have the Bob Melvin show here, and so I'll just tell you what, what Bob had to say when we asked about your role, and he said the one thing that he loves about bringing you in is you're a left-hander who gets everybody out. It's just not being a left-handed specialist. You're somebody that can come in, and we can put you in the seventh, put you in the eighth. How do you like hearing that, the confidence that your new skipper knows that you're just not here to get left-handers out? Hey, that's good. I don't classify myself as a lefty specialist, so I, I'm very grateful that uh, Bob views me that way. Um, but, yeah, hey, if we're down by one and I'm called upon and – I keep the score the same. We hit a two-run walk-off homer. Hey, my job is to throw a scoreless inning and let no one score. So the more I think about it that way, I mean, you don't put pressure on yourself. Just if you have a guy in second and third and you have two outs, get that hitter out like you've done a thousand times and keep the score the same and give everyone a chance to win. Yeah, and in your first game, you get to experience the craziness that is A's baseball. A's baseball has always been crazy mm -hmm. and walk-off home runs. The eighth walk-off yesterday, fourth mm -hmm. by home run. I mean, you've seen it before from the other side, but this is the kind of crazy stuff that happens here at the Coliseum all the time. You can't even, like, make it up. The Sunday day game, walk-off walk, and I was watching, I was like, there's something going on here. But it is way better being over here and not having to listen to all those drums in right field on the visitor side. And giving you grief all the time. Yeah. It's great. What did you think about when you heard that uh, Grinky is going to Houston? That's, uh, I feel like that went down at like right past 1 o'clock. Um, yeah, good move for them, I guess. And how tough is pitching against them? Because that's a lineup. That's just a monster lineup they have there, the Astros. I feel like with any lineup, we get a very detailed scan report. Um, if you execute pitches and you miss, if you miss, you just don't want to miss over the heart of the plate. If you miss on the right side of where you're missing, um, I think any team is very pitchable as long as you execute pitches and you don't miss in the wrong spots. You know, we talk a lot about all the data that everybody has now and all the technology. How much are you into the analytics, into the data, the technology, or are you a guy that say, I just want to get up there and, and blow it out? How, how do you use all the new stuff that we have? Uh, not so much on, like, a heater or anything, but, like, a slider. I kind of look at spin rate. Um, and then when I throw a, a fastball and slider, I like to have the height of where the pitch is coming from pretty dang close um, just so you can tunnel everything together but other than that hey go get them it's more or less feel yeah it, it, it it's truly amazing how much this game has changed right it's nuts. <laughs> how much information like 
Like you, you'll go into the clubhouse and you see all these different sheets and all this different information. And I, you know, Coco Chris, who you know will come down and do the show with me sometimes. Coco's like, ah, I was just a sea ball hit ball guy. So mm-hmm. it all depends to each yeah. his own, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if say I'm going good, I probably won't look at anything because mechanically I feel like okay, I'm probably in sync with everything. If you have an outing where you're like, I just felt totally off, it gives you a good like tool to go look at, okay, maybe my extension was shorter than normal or way, way longer. Uh, maybe my arm dropped so I can look at, like, where my arm height is. Um, so, like, that aspect, I feel like it's a really good tool. I totally am, like, sort of old school. I'd rather just be able to feel everything. But it's a very good, okay, this is why, like, you didn't feel so good. You know, you are a great example of what I like to tell the fans. Hey, listen, these guys are not robots. These guys have wives. They have children. Some have young children. How many children do you have? I have one nine-month-old girl. Okay, so you have a baby. And and when you're a reliever especially, and you're a good reliever, there's a chance you're going to be traded multiple times in your career because now relieving is at, is at an all-time high. As I've been telling everybody this stat, 50% of all innings in the postseason last year were pitched by relievers. Oh, yeah. So what is that like? Because, like, if I switch jobs like I have, I'm going to another station or I'm going somewhere else. I'm not necessarily leaving town. When you switch jobs, you're leaving town. What is that like? Uh, I mean, it's kind of stressful. Um, I'm used to it just being in baseball for so long. Uh my wife does a phenomenal job of looking up housing and looking up everything like that. Right now it's the hardest because our little girl is back at home. We just wanted to get everything settled here first, and then they fly out Friday. Um, but, yeah, that's the hardest part. Yeah, people don't get it. Like, you have a baby. Uh, you need a doctor here now. You need. I mean, you mm-hmm. have to restart your life for the next couple months, you know, hopefully this thing will go all the way through October. Absolutely. But, I mean, it, it, it's really uprooting your entire life. I know baseball players make a lot of money, but, like I said, you're not robots. It's not easy. I found it interesting. I, you knew writing was on the wall that someone was going to want you, so you started realizing, yeah, we need to start packing things up and getting ready yeah, for Yeah, at least, like, slowly get everything going so we're not just thrown into the fire and then at least we're somewhat prepared for everything. And does – Someone like the Royals kind of give you an idea that this is going to go down, so it's not a, a surprise. You, you know you're going somewhere, but you don't know which team, but you know it's probably going to happen. Do they kind of give you that, or is it just? Yeah, I feel like Dayton Moore over there did a really good job of either talking to me or my agent and then just kind of throwing stuff back and forth about what might happen, what might not. Well, we're glad you're here because uh, this is well. now. This is a sprint to the final right here. It is. The A's are in it. They're wheeling and dealing. It Less was great. Less than two months away. Do you, do, do you know Tanner Rourke, by the way? I do not. I know, like, playing against him when he was in uh, the Nationals. But well, we got I heard he's a great guy. Two new starters got you. So the A's are – you know, the front office has said – and what is – what's the reaction like when you walk through that clubhouse door? Because your reinforcements, it's, it's the front office saying – Hey, we're helping you to win more games. So what's that like when you walk into the clubhouse and and, you, and, and how did the new teammates react to you? I felt very welcomed. Um, all the guys in the clubhouse are stand-up humans uh, and they're very good baseball players. Uh, but no, just 
after the trade deadline, if your organization brings people in, it's a very big boost of energy and confidence and just, okay, last two months we got to really buckle up and let's go for it. Well, thank you for stopping by. We truly appreciate it. It's great to meet you and uh, look forward to watching you out there in the late innings and high leverage situations. And as you said, just not allowing them to score. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you. The new left-hander for your Oakland Athletics right here on A's Cast Live. A's, A's Cast Live continues from Ricky Henderson Field. Here's Chris Townsend. It's overreaction Wednesday. One of my favorite parts about the trading deadline is we now have to do the grades. Ugh. I'm just letting you know Astros are getting very good grades. Let me guess, I got an A. Yes, but they grade every trade. Bleach reports grading, uh, grading every single trade. So, for the Oakland Athletics, we like the idea of the A's trade for Rourke. It's nice to find out that they thought so too. Rourke will slot into the staff that's done fine with a with a 4.10 ERA, but had a clear need for a reliable veteran innings eater. And that's who he is in a nutshell. He only has a 4.24 ERA this season. Once remember, throw, throw that out the door. Pitching in Cincinnati, are you kidding me? But his pitch to contact style should work well with Oakland's strong defense and huge ballpark. At 32 is making a hefty $10 million in his final season before free agency, but Susan Slesser of the San Francisco Chronicle reported that $2.1 million of that will be on the Reds. Yeah, the A's are paying him like a million. I mean, it's going to be nothing. For the Reds, they said in return, the 21-year-old that they got Hannah... Oakland's number seven prospect, according to Baseball America, they're going to give them a B plus. But the A's got a B plus for the deal. And if he comes in and eats innings, that'll turn into an A pretty quick. And it's what I love about this front office is that they're not afraid at this time of the year if they think they have a chance. They're going to make deals. They did it last year. They did it this year. It's They're consistent with that. And you know what? When they feel they can't win, they're going to make deals the other way. But they're not going to just stand pat. The A's are going to go out there, and they're going to, do, they're going to make moves. And with Frankie Montas being suspended and basically being done, and Jesus Lazardo. Not here yet. A.J. Puck, not here yet. Sean Manaya not here yet. I think it kind of tells you what they think about those guys and what they are going to do for the A's in 2019. If they really felt Jesus Lazardo was going to come here and be a dominant pitcher, are they really making the trades? Probably not. But how do you re- – I, I don't know how you can rely on that. So he's a far way away. Puck, we know, because we've talked to David Force, and David Force is going to join us tomorrow at 4.30. Is that a correct? We're going to be out at Plank tomorrow doing A's Cast Live after the postgame show. 
So we'll talk to more. I mean, we had Dan explain it. We'll have more with David Force tomorrow talking about it. As he has said, A.J. Puck is going to show up here, and he's going to help out as a reliever. Think about that. Think about having this monster left-hander who reminds people of Randy Johnson coming out of the bullpen and being able to give you two innings. That plays so well in the postseason. And I know we've heard that when he throws his changeup, doesn't feel good in the elbow. So right now, just but when you come in as a reliever, all you need is big fastball slider. That's it. And it's complete strikeout stuff. So that's a weapon that could be coming. And I'm tired of – and, you know, I, I, I know the face of the franchise, Ray Fossey, brought up Manaya. You know what? I'll worry about any of the hurt guys when they finally show up. When they show up, then I'll worry about it. Because until then, they're not here. Who's here right now? Well, who's here right now? It's going to be Fires. It's going to be Homer Bailey. It's going to be Tanner Rorick. It's going to be Brett Anderson. And it's going to be Chris Bassett. And we talked about this, I want to say, last Friday with Scott Emerson, the pitching coach. You know, give the starting pitchers a little love. As the starters, they've been pretty darn good. When you look at their overall numbers compared to everybody else in baseball, the starters have been better than the bullpen. But if you can get that bullpen going again, wow. All right, what do you got for me, Zach Grinky, that you've been telling me is so good? This better be good. So Grinky, when he was with the Royals, the story's pretty funny. So there was, a, there was this game when the Royals relief pitcher, Jeremy Affel, if you remember him, former Giant, gave up a home run. He was upset in the dugout, of course, and he stormed around muttering at himself, man, that wasn't even that bad of a pitch, of course. All of his teammates kept their distance, except Zach Greinke. That wasn't even that bad of a pitch. Affel barked himself again. Actually, Zach said, it was a pretty bad pitch. Affel looked it up at Greinke. Thanks, Zach, Affel said with his voice dripping with sarcasm. No, Zach said, really. I went back to the clubhouse and looked at the pitch on video. It was really a bad pitch. Right over the middle of the plate, and you got it up. I mean, it was a bad pitch. Thanks, Zach, Alfelt said again. Right down the middle. I could have hit it out, Granky said. <laughs> Alfelt looked into Granky's eager face and just shook his head. Thanks, Zach, he said. Yeah, Granky said, and walked back to his seat in the dugout. I even went back in and looked at it myself. It was a bad pitch. He's an interesting guy. Zach Granky, teammate of the year. Yes, well, you know, how's he going to fit in with Houston? But, I mean, the fact that they, they truly have a big three, plus Wade Miley's throwing the ball well, that four is just so impressive. But, once again, let's give the A starters some love. A starting pitchers are 1-0 with a 2.41 ERA over the last three games. And overall, like we thought this was going to be the problem. Overall, A starters are 43-28. and 28 with a 4.18 ERA, they rank third in the American League in wins and fifth in ERA. So it hasn't been the starters issue. The issue has been the bullpen with the 22 blown saves. And now you just added a guy that I think just has to be absolutely ecstatic, just absolutely ecstatic about being here. I mean, going from a bad situation to a great situation, this is what you live for as a professional athlete. 
you want the chance to be able to compete in the postseason. Because once you're in the tournament, once you're in the dance, you've, you everybody's got a shot. It's everybody's game. But the teams that I look back on, and I really think the two teams, I think of the Dodgers with their 19 blown saves and a 4.17 ERA for their bullpen. And I think about the Yankee starters who have been giving up record amount of runs lately and their 4.77 ERA, the fact that they did nothing. Yankees didn't do anything. Red Sox didn't do anything. Dodgers really didn't do anything. How that's going to affect them. And why are the dot why is it so tough for the Dodgers who have the money? For the Dodgers who have all the prospects in the world that they can't get a deal done. Why is that? They're, they don't, Freeman doesn't like to give up his prospects. He's the same way in Tampa Bay. They don't like to, they, they want to build from within and he did the same thing in Tampa. How many big moves did Tampa ever make when he was the president and GM down there? Well, sorry, he was the GM. Once He's, again, super conservative. And for LA, in a town like LA, at some point this guy's got to bring it home. He's going to have to win it. Like, just going to the World Series, you know, the expectations for them this year is to win the World Series. After being in it, obviously being in it two straight years, what, is this going to be the seventh straight year they win the division? No, uh, yeah. I, and, and if you don't win the World Series because your bullpen collapsed again and you don't have the bullpen and you didn't do anything at the deadline, I mean, that's great that you're holding on to all these prospects still. And having these prospects, if they pan out, keeps your longevity long, you know, keeps your longevity. But in a town like L.A., at some point they're going to be turning on you. They're going to be saying, hey, you've got to bring it home. you got to win the World Series. Just getting to the postseason isn't good enough. Are they always going to get to the World Series? I don't know. But they didn't. They did not better themselves today, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they they are a powerhouse team. And if you had, if you had another big arm to go with Canley Jansen, another big arm, whether Vasquez, I mean that's who they were really linked to, and supposedly they got down that road pretty far, and in the very end they pulled the plug. But the fact that they're not bringing it, not bringing anything back, not bringing anything home. Here at the train deadline, it's almost like a shame on you. And I, I, I like how Dan Kantrovitz did did agree with me. He, he wasn't going to go all in, but I can't say it enough. These guys are becoming close. They're so conservative and they're so worried about the data that's that's keeping them from being able to make big moves. And, and their fallback, their big big fallback, is we're holding on to our prospects. We're holding on to our future. You're not going to mortgage anything for now. And it's kind of sad, and that's why I'll give, even though it really affects the athletics, I'll give the Astros kudos. They're all in. They're all in. They're trying to win another World Series now, and that's what it's all about. Now, Dan O'Dowd, the former GM of the Rockies, did stick up for some people today saying, hey, listen, after you win the World Series, the next question is, well, how do you do it again? And how do you do it again? And people want it every year. And the only way to be competitive every year is you got to keep producing your own talent. And 
having having this young talent constantly coming up, yeah, that really helps. But you you, you got to go all in to win, and the Dodgers just seem like they don't want to go all in to win. I feel like they're they're hoarding these prospects, especially Gavin Lux, who's a second base shortstop. But you have Corey Seager for the you know foreseeable future playing shortstop. Yeah, Chris Taylor's a nice piece, and they got Christopher Negron from the. The Mariners, but they're not going to call it Lux anytime soon, so why don't you part with these guys? Win now. You're a team that hasn't won a World Series in 31 years. 88. When were you born? That year. I was born after the World Series. The Dodgers haven't won a World Series since you were born. No. That's how long. I was in high school. That's how long ago it was when they beat the Athletics in 1988 and they shocked the world. And you saw the, and you saw the Astros when they traded for Verlander two minutes before the deadline, essentially the same thing they did with Granke. When they traded for Verlander, they gave up a couple prospects, Daz Cameron. They gave up Franklin Perez, who's been injured. None of those guys have made an impact for the Tigers. So the guys they traded to the Diamondbacks, like Corbin Martin, who had Tommy John, he's not going to be back until next year. Bukowskis is, it can't throw a strike in double A. And uh, Seth Beers is, is having a nice year in double A, but that's really about it. And their other prospect is number 22, and they're out of their top 30. So what they gave up was great, and they're getting salary relief. So the Granke move was great. The, Luno gets it. He knows, he understands, like, we're going to win now. He tanked for three years, and it worked. And they built a farm system up that was the worst in baseball to being one of the best. With a chance, and now they are the favorite. They're now tied with the favorite, the Dodgers, to win it all. Just let me give you an idea about prospects. Sean Murphy is the big prospect for the athletics behind the dish. He hurt his knee and had surgery. He comes back. You know what he did last night? Tweak, tweak the knee. And they're waiting for the reports to come back. So you got a young catcher already that looks like he might have knee problems. You just don't know. You don't know how great your pro- – now, if you hit on your prospects and, like, for, for the A's, look at the difference, you know, when the A's were losing before 2012 and, and think about where the A's are now. When you have Chapman, you have Olsen, you have these guys that you brought up that can be cornerstones for your franchise for years. And you do a great job – scouting other people's organizations, and you knew about Ramon Laureano. Houston knew you liked Ramon Laureano, and they made and made that deal that helped you out. So I, when you have an opportunity to go for it, you need to go for it. What time are we going until? 5.50, so we got about eight minutes. Okay, let's do it. Let's get into a little buying or selling. My fault. My fault. See, I always, I always think we're going until 6. We never even got into the Pirates-Reds thing. I know. I got I got the whole breakdown of when it started, what's been going on. Plenty of good audio. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff, you know, watching my hometown team, you know. Yeah, that's again. Pirates Radio right here on Ace Cast Live. <laughs> it's time for buying or selling. Sell, sell. Right now with Chris Townsend on A's Cast Live. Who's your favorite pirate of all time? Pirate of all time. It's, it's, uh, it's Andrew McCutcheon. Not even close. What? Yeah. That's like, your favorite? I grew up watching the team lose for 20 years in a row. I watched Ryan Braun, who was just standing here, come to town every year and destroy the Pirates. I watched them lose to the Brewers when you're 20 to nothing. That's how bad it, 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 it was. But McCutcheon came in. They make the playoffs three straight years. They have a, they have a couple winning records. That, that was the first time I saw winning baseball in Pittsburgh. So it's, it's Andrew McCutcheon. It's not even close. I used to love Willie Stargell and Dave Parker. Those guys are too old for me. The Cobra. I mean, both were – I mean, they would just hit mammoth bombs. And if you ever got to see their BP, it was impressive. I mean, they wouldn't be – well, actually, Dave Parker would still be big today. But Willie Stargell wouldn't be – I mean, because players are monsters now. Everybody's a monster now. 
that's the thing about Yelich. It's hard to believe. I, I didn't believe. I didn't realize Yelich was this big. Yeah, six three. He, he's a very lanky. No, lanky I mean guy. he's kind of. He's he was thicker than I thought. All right, what do we got? All right. Uh, so the trade deadline has come and gone. The uh, Atlanta Braves did a lot of things today. They added Mark Melanson, Chris Martin, and then they got Shane Green, who has a one one eight ERA with the Tigers. He's only given up. I think he's going to have 10 runs all year. Five of them were earned, and one of them was on a grand slam where all the runs were unearned. So that's a really good add for them. Uh, they also added Dallas Keuchel earlier to help their pitching staff. But we saw the Dodgers not get well, anyone in their bullpen, so that didn't help them. And they've had bullpen problems all year. Buying or selling, the Braves are now the favorites to win the National League. Selling. So going with the Dodgers, huh? I'm going with Vegas. Vegas still has them as the favorites. But like I said last time, we did this. I, I, I thought it was a no-brainer. I now have to think about it. We have to see how these trades play out. I still think – you're asking me, are they still the favorites? No, I think – no, the Braves are now the favorites to win the National League. Yeah, no. All right. I don't know. I, I think am I going to go with Caesars Palace or am I going to go with Commander Cody? I don't know. Commander Cody's not wrong very often when it comes to stuff like that. I told you, Jordan Alvarez is going to be the greatest player ever, and he's hitting home runs again, so – We'll see. You gave him the Cody curse. So in 1989, the Senior Professional Baseball Association, or as it was more commonly known as the Senior League, began its inaugural season in Florida. The Senior League's goal was to give fans a chance to see former stars take the field again. I watched that back in the day. So if you remember, uh, Red, Red Sox legend Louis, Louis, uh, Louis Tiant was uh, one of the players. He played 229 games in his 19-year career with the Red Sox and several other teams. The big rumor was, I saw this article that came out, the legendary pitcher and cigar enthusiast, as they, they reference, was traded for 500 teddy bears and outfielder Rothgar. Buying or selling, Luis Tiant was traded for 500 teddy bears. Wait, what? <laughs> no, that can't be true. I'm no, selling that. These Is that what you're asking? These weren't just any bears. They were teddy ruxpins. This was a toy of the 80s, big enough that it spawned a Saturday morning cartoon show. You put a cassette tape in the bear end with your eyes moving like yeah, some kind of him. Honda painting. He, he would read to you. Now, Tion, unfortunately, didn't pitch well. He went 0-1 with a 5 ERA for the goal. Are, are you serious? That really happened? That's what I saw. Hey, it was on the Internet. It must be true. Well, then I, the great I would Jim Harbaugh told me that before. I would, not, I would not. I believe everything I read on the Internet. He was really traded for 500 Teddy Ruxin. <laughs> yep, and, and, and Ralph Gar. Don't forget Ralph Gar, the oh, outfielder. Yeah. Don't, I don't want to forget him. Legendary career. All right, so uh, we saw what the we saw what the Mets did with Marcus Stroman, and uh, that was that was a great move. Isn't that, I mean, isn't it weird? Two, two out of the three big names – because because the first one is now going to be Grinky, but the uh, the other one the other two went to teams that are not contending. I mean, Stroman goes to the Mets. This is a deal for 2020, and and Trevor Bauer going to the Reds. That's a deal for 2020. So you had all these teams. You're not telling the Yankees don't need pitching. The Twins don't need pitching. That the team we're looking at right now, the Milwaukee Brewers, they have all these teams that need starting pitching. They got Drew Pomerantz. And they got Drew Pomerantz. Could be a sneaky steal. So steal. Anyway, <laughs> they give up. They get the number three prospect for him. All right. So, so actually, they I, must not. They when I heard the number three prospect for the Brewers went for Pomerantz, they must not feel he's the number three prospect. No. And the, there's something going on. Uh, this there. came out earlier. The Mets actually wanted to flip Stroman to the Yankees, but the Yankees would not give up their top prospects, according to Bleach reports. Bob Clappish. So the Mets wanted to actually flip him, which we kind of thought that they were going to try to do. I get was him wondering and flip if him. that was the question. So Brody Van Wagenen, since he's got there, has traded three first runners and a second runner in the nine months he's taken over, taken over as a GM. Now we've seen some other bad GMs in baseball, uh, Ruben Amaro, 
Uh, my former college um, alumni mate, uh, Jack Zarenzik of the Mariners, California University PA. Shout I out. always liked Jack Zarenzik. He was a good, he was a friend of the program, as we like to say. Um, Pirates legend, legendary GM Dave Littlefield. But buying or selling Brody Van Wagenen will go down as the worst GM of all time. Ooh. I might be buying. Edwin Diaz looks really good too. He blew another save last night. I mean, what he did in the offseason, what he's doing now, you know, are they in rebuild mode? Well, obviously they're not in rebuild mode with the way they're acting. But if this, if this, I mean, if this doesn't turn around, the Mets don't win next year. I could totally see, I mean, never was a GM before, was an agent. You know, it's not like Bob Myers, where they brought in Bob Myers, but they had Larry Riley at the time, and Bob Myers got to learn a little bit. Brody just went straight in as a GM and looks like he's out over his skis. Yeah. And if he's there for two years, I mean, he must have the vote of confidence for at least another season. Oh, the Wilpons love him. But if he's gone after two years, yeah, I'm buying. He could go down as, as one of the worst. All right, so last one. Nationals outfielder Juan Soto hit his 20th home run of the season today. He became the third player in MLB history to hit, uh, to have back-to-back 20 homer seasons before he turned 21 years old. Also on that list is former Nationals great Bryce Harper, who also the Nats traded for Hunter Strickland, who punched him in the face, which is kind of funny. So through two years, uh, Juan Soto is hitting 289 with 41 homers and has 139 RBIs and an OPS plus of 137. We're big OPS plus fans. Bryce Harper through two years. Hit 272 of 42 homers, 117 RBIs, had an OPS plus of 125. Buying or selling, Juan Soto will be a better baseball player than Bryce Harper. Uh, wow. I'll buy. I agree. I think he's. I think Soto's going to be. Soto's pretty special. Yeah, and I don't think this is going to be easy for Harper. I don't think the Philly experience and the long contract, buying or selling, Harper doesn't live out the entire contract in Philadelphia. Buying. Yeah, me too. We, we saw what happened with Ron Howard, Chase Utley. I mean, the, the Philly, I don't know I don't, I don't know what. Klontek's a smart guy. He's a millennial. Well, he's he just passed the millennial cutoff. He's 38, so he just passed it. But he's a smart guy. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that deal. And will, and, 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 and will Soto have the juice ball his entire career? Well, we'll see. But he hit, but he hit twenty home runs, or he hit twenty home runs last year as a as a nineteen old rookie. I think the ball's been juiced for a while. Then juice. We done? Yeah, we're done. All right. Tomorrow we're going to be at Plank and Jack London Square. After post game show, we'll be doing A's Cast Live till seven o'clock, and then we're on the clock for some beers at Plank. We're going to have a good time. Uh, coming up, what do we have coming up? Is it A's All we Night? We have the face of A's All Night. Is return Alex Jensen. The project manager of A's All Night, Alex Jensen, will be up next. I will be back in moments. We'll have the pregame show for you. We call it A's Total Access. You can stay right here on A's Cast. You can listen to 860 AM, The Answer, in the Bay Area, and Sports 1140 KHDK in Sacramento. That's all coming up at 6.05. Thank you for listening to A's Cast Live. We'll see everybody in about eh, about 15 minutes. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 